Hey, Peak Pals, at the end of today's episode, we've got a great interview with Nishant Raynad, small business lead at MasterCard Canada, about how MasterCard is supporting Canadian small business owners through a pretty challenging economic climate. It was great to hear about how they're stepping up, and I can't wait for you to listen. It's at the end of this episode. But for now, here's today's Peak Daily. I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, December 7th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, are you in the market for a holiday gift to end all of the holiday gifts? Well, you might be in luck. The town of Duncan, BC is seeking a buyer for the world's largest hockey stick. The 62-meter, 28,000-kilogram wooden stick has been affixed to the town's community center for over 35 years, but has fallen into disrepair. Now, with maintenance costs estimated at $1.5 million, the town now wants to find a new home for the gargantuan piece of sporting equipment. So, if you've got a secret Santa or a white elephant coming up, this might be the perfect gift for that unsuspecting colleague of yours. Pig Pals, besides strange Christmas gifts and big hockey sticks, we've got a great episode for you today. For our first story, the beer biz is going flat. For our second story, Canada falls far behind on family doctors. And for our third story, the latest in a year of cyber attacks. For our first story, who doesn't love throwing up their feet and cracking open a nice cold beer? Turns out it's a growing segment of the population here is what's driving the news. Alcohol giant Diageo is looking to exit the ice cold and not in a good way beer biz with plans to divest all of its beer brands except Guinness per Axios. Now, beer accounted for a meager 14% of Diageo's total sales last year, while its stacked spirits lineup, which includes Smirnoff, Crown Royal, Ciroc, etc., accounted for 81% of sales. It matters because beer is slowly losing its drink dominance to seltzers, spritz, or straight-up sobriety. The sudsy stuff is still Canada's top alcoholic drink, but sales fell to record lows last year. Monthly stats signal that sales are on track to drop even further this year. The picture is more dire in the U.S., a nation famous for its love of brewskis. This year, for the first time, spirits eclipsed beer's U.S. alcohol market share. But beer is hurting. However, it's far from dead. Well-diversified industry leaders with hundreds of brands will likely weather the storm as they can respond to changing tastes. Ultimately, it's mid-sized craft brewers that are likely to be squeezed out by beer's decline. Craft brewing has boomed over the past decade, but the industry is set to contract as breweries face operating costs, loan repayments, and a glut of competition. Plus, many breweries know if they raise prices, they'll lose customers. One expert told the CBC that up to 20% of Canadian craft breweries can close next year. Which brings us to the bottom line. If sales keep falling, the UN might need to step in and designate knocking back a 2-4 Molson with your buddies as a culturally significant heritage tradition. For our second story, we love Canada, but must admit that other countries are superior in certain areas. Things like better sun, tastier cuisine, and crucially, better access to family doctors. Canadian access to family doctors lags well behind that of other OECD countries with public health care systems. According to a new University of Toronto study that compared healthcare systems in Denmark, the UK, Finland, France, Germany, and more. Only 80% of Canadians have a family doctor, while upwards of 95% of citizens have one in the nine other OECD countries that Canada was compared to in the study. This is all happening because the study noted several key differences in how those health systems function, including a bigger focus on guaranteed access, more doctors, better organization and info sharing, fewer hyper-specialized clinics, and higher rates of primary care funding. 
Canada spent the least of its health budget on primary care, 5.3%, first the OECD average of 8.1%, and had the fewest number of physicians per capita. And while Canadians can spend years on end looking for a doctor, countries like Norway and Finland register people to a doctor or healthcare center automatically. This all matters because Canada's family doctor dilemma is going to get worse before it gets better, with enrollment in family doctor programs dropping. Whether mimicking other OECD nations will fix things, as this report implies, is unknown, but clearly something has to change. And for our third story, people are used to getting surprises when they sign up for 23andMe. I, at one point, found out that I was Thai. No longer, but it was fun while it lasted. But some hackers got their data hands on your DNA, and that's usually not among what people are hoping to expect from their results. So here's what happened. 23andMe, one of the world's most popular DNA testing companies, confirmed that an October data breach resulted in hackers successfully swiping data from 6.9 million users just a touch more than the 14,000 users that were initially estimated. The interconnected nature of 23andMe services means that compromising just 0.1% of all accounts means that hackers could access data from over half of its users. Some of the stolen data targeted individuals with Ashkenazi Jewish and Chinese heritage, that's tough for Jay and I, and included names, birth years, locations, and DNA matches for relatives. And it matters because cyber attacks have been on the rise. BlackBerry detected 26 per minute last quarter alone, putting massive amounts of personal data at risk. At the same time, AI has made hacking easier by helping crack accounts and write convincing phishing emails. More personal accounts for online services, plus more connected devices from smart home appliances to business tech also create more potential access points. Here's the big picture. The reputational toll of cyber attacks can be tough for companies working with sensitive health or financial data. The monetary costs of ransoms can be millions. Pete Powell, thanks for making us Canada's most listened to business news podcast. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Pete, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Hey, Peak Pals, thanks for listening today. As promised, we've got a great interview with Nishant Reina, the small business lead at MasterCard Canada, to end off this episode. And I personally really enjoyed this. It was great to get into the details on how MasterCard is supporting Canadian small businesses. They're so important, especially when times are difficult. And it's great to see uh, big Canadian companies stepping up to give them a helping hand. Now, without further ado, here is our interview with Nishant Reina from MasterCard Canada. Hey, Nishant, thank you so much for joining us today on The Peak Daily. Now, just to kick it off, you're the small business lead at MasterCard Canada. Could you tell us a little bit more about your role and how you ended up in this position? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me. Essentially, I started my career in the small business payments industry not too long ago after school and immediately fell in love with the space. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to listen and learn from a lot of small businesses in the community and how financial services essentially can play that pivotal part in the success of a very important community in Canada. So yeah, since joining MasterCard, I've been here, it'll be two years in a couple of months, and I've had the opportunity to work with internal and external partners. And my job and my role at MasterCard is essentially to create solutions, capabilities, and technologies that help address the needs of small businesses in Canada. At MasterCard, I think I can say this with a lot of confidence, our approach to help small businesses is, first of all, to help them thrive through innovation and community. So just a quick background about myself. Yeah. Awesome. That's a neat path that you have there. Now, I'm a small business owner, and I know how lonely it can be. But for our listeners, 
What do you think community means to small business owners and why is it so important to them? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'll start with a stat to set the context, just based on some of the research that we've recently done. Small businesses, and this is a publicly available stat, 98% of all businesses in Canada are small businesses. However, only 17% of them are majority owned by women. So when you ask me a question about community, I'll center around that research. And we surveyed women-owned small businesses across Canada and found that community is pretty much important, if not the most important part of running their small businesses. And 41% of those respondents said community helps build confidence, something that they can embed directly into their small business activities building a referral network of clients, talking to potential customers within their network or individuals who may not be in their network. And lastly, I think this is the most important is giving them opportunity to share insights with their peers. I think getting that feedback loop is extremely important, regardless of what stage you are in the small business life cycle. You're starting a business, you're growing your business, or you're in the mature phase of your business. I think that feedback loop is very important to the success of small businesses. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Everything you said about community, having that feedback loop, having people that you can bounce ideas off of is so important. In terms of the day-to-day, what would you say are the largest pain points for small businesses right now? And how is MasterCard working with and for entrepreneurs to improve them? Are there certain solutions that can help with these pain points? Yeah, absolutely. And once again, based in research, we've recently seen within, especially in the small business community, a huge rise in cybercrime. Some very staggering stats with 600% increase since the pandemic in cybercrime activity. And we recently conducted another another research where we found only 52% of Canadians actually somewhat felt confident in their cybersecurity tools that they have implemented to their business. And whenever I talk about cybersecurity or the small business community, it's even much more important because you as an individual need to be protected than your business. And then obviously you as a small business owner as well. So There's a lot more room for, I think, implementing some cybersecurity tools. And you asked a question, what is MasterCard doing? I think cybersecurity is very near and dear to our hearts. It's a strategic priority for MasterCard. And we've essentially invested a lot of resources in strengthening this pillar within the community. And I'll start with one of the examples is our online MasterCard Trust Center, which is essentially an online resource for small business owners to First of all, learn about cybersecurity. The biggest feedback that we get about cybersecurity, it can be a daunting place. You don't know where to start. You don't know your level of proficiency. So we've carefully curated very specific modules. So you could be a novice, an intermediate, or even an advanced user of cybersecurity tools. But it's just a way for informing small business owners on the threats out there and what they can do to take advantage of some of these things. And I'll round out this response as well. We know we can't do it alone. So we definitely partner with a lot of organizations globally and within Canada to really elevate our support in the cybersecurity space. So one of the examples is we have a strong partnership with CFIB, the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses, just to help small businesses learn more about cybersecurity. And we have a cybersecurity academy with CFIB, which includes like short lessons and essentially free tools specific to small businesses. Wow, really helpful. And I guess besides or beyond the cybersecurity support that you offer to small businesses, what makes MasterCard such a powerful partner for small business? Yeah, and you'll hear me say this a lot in other (laughs) outside venues as well. We strongly believe that we don't actually don't believe it. You build it, people will come. We everything that we do is rooted in research. 
We listen, learn the various needs of small businesses and how can we help them support their growth journey and help them thrive in the community. One of the examples that, or a couple of examples, the, the list is ext- extremely long, but key needs like access to capital, cash flow management, I think these are very key, I would say, need areas for small businesses that MasterCard plays a big role in. Funding, just I'll double click into the access of capital. We recently announced, it was it started last year, the MasterCard and Pier 5 Small Business Fund. It's this our effort to really increase our support to women-owned small businesses in Canada. And this will be awarded to 10 women-owned small businesses uh, in Canada, receiving $10,000 each in funding uh, and access to mentorship opportunities. We talked about cybersecurity. Uh, MasterCard Trust Center is definitely a great resource for small businesses. And uh, we, we've re- recently launched new partnerships that are very excited to share with Virtual Gurus. It's actually a Calgary-based organization which provides virtual assistance to small business owners across Canada. Very excited to highlight that partnership and work with small businesses to provide those tools for support. That's awesome. Small businesses really are the lifeblood of the Canadian economy. As you mentioned, there's a significant chunk of businesses in Canada are small businesses. And it's great to hear all the different ways that MasterCard is supporting them. Nishat, thank you so much again for joining us today. Really appreciate your insights and background on how MasterCard is supporting small businesses. No, thank you for having me.